Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Kevin from We Seen It. On today's episode, we went over the reviews for War Dogs and for the film Don't Breathe. We went over our throwback flicks of the week, which were Dave Chappelle's Blog Party, Arrested Development, and Hated. We went over some movie news, and we had two main events. Our first main event, we went over our top five back-to-school movies, and we ended with our top three characters from movies that you would want to join your high school clique. Stay tuned. Yes. And uh, the song that you're listening to, yes, is from that 70s show. I and completely it, forgot to talk about that. And this song is called... I don't know. I don't know the name of the song, but it's pretty hot. Cheap Trick. It's from Cheap Trick. It's by Cheap Trick. Does anyone know the name of this song? They're all all right. <laughs> I think that's the name of the song, but it's hey, it's a good show. Um, the Tale of Two Cities. Everybody enjoy. Hello, everybody. Everybody, hello. Welcome to. We synced it. I synced it. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses on movies, television, and all entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And we have a special guest here today. Not, a, not He's not even a guest. He is... What, he's, part of, he's part of the We Synced It family. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? It's Anthony. Yeah, it is. How's everybody doing today? It's another freaking ridiculously hot day yeah we're on the cusp of a uh, winter no a winter storm the fuck <laughs> been watching game of thrones we're, we're on the cusp of a uh, uh tropical storm that's a brewing so it's actually dissolving oh so i guess it's not brewing <laughs> as of nothing. today it looks like it's dying oh so it's looking like look like i'm gonna have to go to work on monday yeah then. you know it's weird because <laughs> this is like if you think about it, like a hurricane is like a horrible thing. Yeah. But th- sometimes we look forward to it. Yeah, because like, like yo, you know, you don't gotta go to work. You gotta go to work. Yeah. Just pray to God that your power don't turn off. That's the only thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like the good thing is like if the power shuts off, you don't gotta worry about the belt being so high. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, dude, no AC in the no middle AC. of summer oh in South God, Florida, no. in the middle of August. Oh man, because it is brutal out here. It is fucking. I think brutal. the average temperature lately has been like one ninety six, ninety seven. That's yeah. been like the average. Yeah, I, f- I think earlier this week it was like I checked my car and it was a hundred, and I'm like, oh my god. I know I try to make a joke about the, what's the name of that group, ninety eight degrees, but <laughs> I was like, man, it's so hot. It's hotter than, and I forgot what song they sing, so I just sang bye 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 in sync, and I was like, yeah, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much that's what's going down in Florida. Don't know whatever what else is going on in. Uh, the world but uh it's kind of screwed up down here uh let's go into it let's get into this (laughs) um so we this is going to be a a especially long episode because we're actually going to review two new movies yep um we were fortunate enough to see uh well actually pat took me out to the movies as a birthday gift yeah man and we uh we saw war dogs and then uh, we were fortunate enough to get advance passes for the film Don't Breathe, which technically comes out today in theaters, but we were able to see it before it came out. Uh, so we're going to review those two new movies. Uh, we're going to try to make it spoiler free because Anthony has not seen either of them. Um, yeah. Okay. So, 
<clears throat> so Pat, what'd you think? Well, we'll start with uh, War Dogs. Pat, okay. what'd you think about it? War Dogs. Uh, I thought it was a, a pretty good. <clears throat> I'm not really sure how true it is to the actual story, but um, I thought it was a pretty good documentary. Okay, it's entertaining. Um, once again, you said the whole thing about the music. The musical choice is uh, they they uh they didn't really get anybody to score this this uh. <laughs> This movie, all they did was just get uh, retro songs, and it wasn't even retro. It was retro for the time. It it wasn't like this movie took place in like the nineteen seventies or something. No. This movie took place early two thousands, yeah, like like five or six years ago, <laughs> basically. And they were using songs that came out in the seventies and eighties. But I mean, the the it, you know it had me going. It had me hooked because you know nostalgia factor. So I was like, oh, I know these songs. I know these songs. I mean, everything right nowadays is geared towards us. Everything that's pop culture is towards us, kind of thing. So, I'm I'm all for it. Um, <clears throat> do it. That's all I got for that movie. I mean, it was um, a good movie. The, the, so, the, War Dogs was uh, directed by Todd Phillips. This is the same director who made um, the Hangover movies, uh, off of a budget of forty million. Um, it stars Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill plays Ephraim Devaroli. Miles Teller plays David Pacus, who um, basically two guys um, who live here in Miami. And Jonah Hill's character, um, apparently for like almost a decade now, he's been selling like arms to uh, different private groups and to the military um, on the other side of the world. And uh, Miles Teller's character gets in um, like into that operation because he wants to save up money for his wife and his uh, newborn baby. But things go horribly wrong because you find out Jonah Hill's character really just cares about himself. I'm not going to get too much into detail about the plot, but um, I think it was like a good summer popcorn movie. This movie reminded me of what's another movie that we saw this year that I would say it was like along the lines of like that uh, Lonely Island movie that we saw, Superstar, where it was like it's a fun movie. But it's not something that you're going to recommend to all your friends to go see. Yeah. Like, oh, yo, this movie was nah, awesome. Yeah. It's just fun. If it's on Netflix, um, it's a good <clears> watch. <throat> it's yeah. a good watch on Netflix. But to to go to that movie theater that we went to, to go watch it, I think um, I think the fact that we went to that I Pick movie theater, it was like it enhanced the movie that it was. Yeah. I, I think you even made a comment when we left the theater. You're like, yo, if it wasn't for that experience. Yeah. Maybe the movie would have been different because the 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 movie was better simply because of the experience we had yeah. in the theater. For those who, um, I mean, maybe you guys have these theaters in your cities or not, but um, yeah, they call here. Like it, it, it's guess. a it's like a brand called iPick. It's a chain of theaters that is like super luxurious. They have like a full on restaurant inside, but the theater itself also has. Um, like reclining chairs they provide uh, pillows and blankets they have free a, popcorn ev- every two chairs has like a waiter they give you free popcorn uh, they give you like a full menu you order whatever you want you can actually order during the movie and they'll walk to your chair and drop off the food and even on your way to the theater there's like an art gallery there's a lady who like shows you there's a fucking bar she, yeah there's a bar she um the the girl actually walks you into the theater and shows you where your seats are like if it was a full restaurant yeah. so that whole experience was like amazing yeah i mean the and waiter I, he actually introduced himself the, i mean we we got there kind of late but uh the credits not the the trailers were rolling well we mind you you got to get there like 30 minutes earlier but then your call time but uh 
he actually introduced himself to us. Like it was four of us, and he introduced. He, he said, "Yo, this is what you could do. This is your first time being here." He says, "All right, cool. This is what you could do. This is what you can't do. This is what uh, we have and everything." I'm like, "All right, cool, man." And he, yo, he gave us pillows. Yeah, I felt like. I felt like royalty, man. Yeah, and I think I think you could watch like any movie in that theater, and it'll be like yeah. enjoyable because of that experience. So I don't know how I would have felt about this movie if we would have seen it in a regular theater. Mm-hmm. I probably would have been a little bit bored at times, maybe, or maybe the movie needed something. It needed something stronger. I think there were times where it was like it was too simple of a plot. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt like I knew where the the, the story was going. Like I knew that eventually, like. And, you know, spoiler alert, but eventually, like, their plan starts to, like, fall apart. You kind of see that coming. Yeah. Um, and going back to what I was saying about Suicide Squad, about these trailer, I mean, these movie soundtracks is, once again, I feel like they're just throwing songs in there. And these songs are really cliche. Like, a lot of these songs that I heard in the movie, I've heard in hundreds of other movies during that same sequence. Like, there's... um. There's a scene where you see them like, like working hard and planning things out to try to make money. So they play um, the song from Aerosmith, uh, "Sweet Emotion." Yeah, that song is so overly used for those montages. Like I remember, even Michael Bay used that song twice. He used that song in Armageddon <laughs> when the astronauts are like w- are training to yeah. go to space, and then he uses that song again in Transformers. Um, was it Transformers Three? Shia LaBeouf is like looking for a job. And you see them going from interview to interview and they're playing the Sweet Emotion song. Like, it's like, it's the typical montage song. Yeah. Because it's like, it has like that nice, cool rhythm and like, they need to come up with something better. Like, I don't think you should pick a song that fits right for the scene. It should be a song that tells the story of the scene. That's what it should be about with, with soundtracks. Yeah. Um... But it's not a bad movie. It's not a horrible no, movie. It's, it's not definitely not the worst movie we've seen this year. That's True. that's one thing for sure. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you can go ahead and watch the movie. You might enjoy it. You might not. Um, it wasn't horrible. Um, and, yeah, that's War Dogs. We'll get into now. Let's get into our second film, uh, Don't Breathe. Let me just pull up my notes really quick. <clears throat> So don't breathe. We didn't uh, go through that whole luxurious. Nah. Um, nah. How how much <laughs> is the ticket for that? Um, the ticket, if you get a regular ticket without being a membership, which membership is free, uh, it was like twenty eight dollars. But the time that we went, they took it down to eighteen dollars. On weekdays, the tickets go for. If you go, if you go to the movie theaters on weekdays, is eighteen dollars. But if you go on weekends, but if you go past like two o'clock, you know, like you're not in the matinee kind of shit, it's going to be like $28. But we went around like 11 o'clock, so it was $18 for four of us. I mean, all together. I mean, if you think about it, $18, though, that's like the price of an IMAX, yeah. IMAX movie. Yeah. And you're getting free popcorn. You're getting a blanket, a pillow. Like, yo, these chairs, I could have taken a nap. Yeah. And I swear Because it goes God, all the way back. And I guess, and you know, I'm really feeling that the crowd that you get in that is not like the crowd that you get at a regular movie theater. Oh, yeah. I seriously believe that these people will actually shut the fuck up unless they're ordering <laughs> something. Because, I mean, we, even me and uh, what you call it, me and the guy was like, yeah, let me 
we want to get into that. <laughs> Man, we want to get some of this. But we try to keep it as short as possible. I mean, Delgado wrote it down on his fucking, on, on his phone, all the menus. And he just gave the guy the phone. And that was it. Boom. The, they know what the fuck's the situation, man. Yeah, I think like, I think it was a different, completely different yeah. crowd that went to this theater. More mature. More mature crowd. Like, they know how to watch a movie. Yeah. And you know what's funny is that you would think since they serve, like, full-on restaurant food yeah. that the theater and would be louder. Too. And liquor, too. And, like, people <laughs> eating would, you know, you can hear, like, the forks and the knives clinging and all that. It was more quieter than a regular theater where yeah. people only eat popcorn. Yeah. Is that crazy? Hell of, it was, yo, it was it was beautiful, man. <laughs> but when when they give it to you, you literally you have to like. No, no, no. There's a, there's a small there's like a small table oh, okay. between each chair. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I don't know if everyone else does this, but like I when the food got there, I kind of like sat back up. Oh, I moved my chair back I didn't up. Because <laughs> I knew if I wouldn't have done that, yo, that food would have been all over my yeah. shirt. I thought it was. So. Man. I thought it was all over me, man. Because I had a, a panini, like a panini cheese. No, it was a grilled cheese panini, and I had that shit, and it had tomatoes in it. Yo, the tomato slices were, like, fucking falling on my chin. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But <laughs> nah, I was like, yo, let me enjoy I think, uh, I think me and Yada had a pizza. We ordered a pizza, and we ordered, like, some, like, nacho dip stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, we dip, both, right? yeah, we both, uh, we both, like, pulled our chairs back up and nah. ate normal. Nah. <clears throat> and, oh, and on top of that, if you order, like, a soda or lemonade or something... They give you free refills. Didn't fucking know that shit. I did not know <laughs> that there was free refills until the guy came. Like, I, my cup was already finished, and he just came back with another one. I'm like, yo, man, you working hard for that tip, man. <laughs> you working hard for that tip, man. <laughs> but it was pretty cool, man. It's a, it was a pretty cool experience. Like, if you're going to go on a date, that's that's the that's way it. to do it. That's it. That's the way to do it. If you're going to celebrate, like, a special night, and you don't want to just watch a normal movie, you want, like, a really good experience... That's that's the way to do it. Um, oh, and they got the bar there that we didn't try out, but um, from what I hear, it's like one of those. Uh, it's like a mixologist or something where they actually they they fuse mute they music. What the fuck <laughs> am I talking? About? They fuse liquor and but they do it like on a chemical level. Like it's it's they add science to it, man. That's all I can actually <laughs> say. All I know is that they add science to it so they can make things taste like uh, they enhance they, it. Yeah enhance it and on top of that they also do like uh you can actually breathe in alcohol rather than drinking it they do that there too and i wanted to try that shit out but we had to get the fuck out of here and we had ice cream (laughs) (laughs) it was a cool ass fucking day we had ice cream and then uh pat tried the harry potter every flavor jelly beans oh that shit is disgusting (laughs) i had the rotten egg one you know to this day i'm still like nah Never, you kept the beans too. We were looking for them because. Oh, you won. You could take them. Yeah, <laughs> no, because uh, I think after that, when we came back, we went over a friend's house and they had, you know, they have kids, and mm-hmm. we we wanted to film them trying oh. it. Um, because oh, they're like really them. bad kids. They're like really obnoxious. So, oh. Oh, I, wanted, hell yeah. I wanted to. I wanted them to. Like, I, I was gonna give it to them. Like, oh, you want some candy? <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> take it. Yeah, take it. Yeah, just go ahead. Take all you want. Oh, uh, my God. yeah, man. If you have it, I want to take them back. Oh, yeah, man. Because I, I have yet to touch that shit, man. <laughs> shit is, it's disgusting. It was funny because Jonathan, it was Jonathan and Pat, and Jonathan had like all the good flavors. Everyone he tried was like cherry, bubblegum flavor, yeah. blueberry, and then Pat went, and it was like the first one was dirt. It was dirt. And then grass, yeah. and then earwax, and then rotten I had soap, too. I had soap in there. <laughs> 
Horrible. Oh my gosh. Ugh. <laughs> Um, our second film that we're going to review is Don't Breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't Breathe is directed by, uh, f- I'm going to butcher this first name, Fetty? Feed? Fetty Wap? Fed Alvarez. Oh. Um, produced by Raymond Knuckles. Knuckles is his last name. Wow. Uh, Robert Tappert. Um, it was executive produced by Sam Raimi. Uh, this is basically the same group of guys that got together to make the Evil Dead movie. Mm. <clears throat> also, it makes sense why they used her. I guess they really liked that. The, oh, she was in Evil Dead. Yeah, she was the one who she chopped, she cut off her own hand. Oh she was the man, star. I didn't even remember that. Okay, but yeah, this is the same group um, that made Evil Dead, and you can to- totally feel this in the movie. Like it had that same vibe, the way the plot um, moved along and the cinematography. Uh, Don't Breathe, I think, was uh, another good summer yeah. flick. Um, not something that's going to stand the test of time, but no. definitely a movie that, you know, with with October coming close and, yeah. you know, you want to watch horror movies and, well, we want to watch horror movies, but yeah. um, this is, like, definitely a movie to watch. It's, 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 a, it's a good movie to start the month of <clears> October <throat> with. Like, it's a good... Because, you know what I think was wrong with the movie now that I think about it? It's like... Uh, they had a chance to go like, holy shit, this movie is fucking like one of the best horror movies ever. And they just stayed in between. They like, kept it safe. Yeah. They, they could have been the shittiest horror movie or they could have been the best. And they just kept it right in between, which was pretty good. I mean, yeah, if I would have paid to watch this movie, I would have paid to watch the movie. And I was satisfied with it. Like people at work, I told them that I want to go see the sneak preview of the movie. And I told them, like, yeah. You know, go watch it. It's a it's a pretty cool um, movie to watch on a Friday. You know, as reviews go, this one got better reviews than uh, War Dogs. Really? Yeah. Like oh, review wise, what is, what's what's uh, I think what's it got like twenty percent like higher than really? the other one um, on Rotten Tomatoes. But uh, basically, the plot to Don't Breathe. I'm gonna try to be as spoiler free as I can. Is uh, basically these three teen uh, teenagers um, that are. Like they're not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're professional, but like they're good at like robbing houses and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, they come across a house where they find out that the owner is blind and that through a lawsuit um, he earned three hundred thousand dollars, so he has it in his house. So they thought, you know, this makes sense. We can rob this house. This guy has three hundred thousand stashed somewhere inside that house, and he's blind. And one of the guys in our group his father basically runs this uh house security company and that guy happens to be a client so we have access to like disable the security it sounds like a foolproof plan but as soon as they break in that's when all hell breaks loose uh they find you know kind of scared me a little bit (laughs) you find you find out that uh this guy is actually like a retired war vet and he's like skillfully trained to kill people with his bare hands and things um just to remind everyone, Pat and I were in the middle of writing a script that was almost like exactly to the premise of this movie. Scene. So I was really interested in seeing it. Uh, we were we were writing a, a, a our own script. It had nothing to do with the blind man or anything like that. But it was about a group of teenagers breaking into this house. And it happens to be the wrong house to break into. So I was really interested in watching the movie. The movie was fun. Um, it had like a good mix of jump scares, but also had um, 
like that suspense building up. Um, there is a great scene where the lights go out, so everyone is in pitch black. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like a way, like of him saying, like, now you get to see my world, like what I have to go through. And the advantage that he has is that because he's blind, he has like super sensitive hearing and super sensitive smell. Um, so that's like the advantage that he has. And then the movie gets darker and darker. Um, but like what Pat was saying that it does take a dark turn, like a dark twist, but it's not too dark. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's safe. The movie was safe yeah. uh, from beginning to end. Um, you know, we walked out. Yeah. The movie could have been better. But it was it definitely it was still a good movie. It was still a good movie. I think the first thing I said to Pat when we were walking out, this was better than the Conjuring Part Two. Oh fuck yeah, <laughs> way better than the fucking Conjuring. I haven't seen it, but I watched the review yesterday, and the guy that was reviewing it said that those elements that reminded him of Boiler Room. No wait, not Boiler Room, Panic Room. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the fact that there's uh the lead the lead girl looks a lot like um like Kristen Stewart. No. Jodie Foster. Yeah, like Jodie Foster. There's a guy that looks like Jared Leto with braids. Yeah. And that there's also, uh, I don't know if it's an opening or closing sequence where the camera's kind of going through um, mm. some, I don't know where it yeah. is in, in the house, and they do the same thing in Panic Room. That's the only thing I. Yeah, I guess you can, yeah. Movie. I mean, yeah. I, I, now that I think I've about it. I've seen that movie once. Bo- uh, I'm about to say Boiler Room. Panic Room. I've only seen it once. But no, I've seen it a couple times. I think I saw it just a couple months ago too. And um, yeah, I could definitely see that. I could That's definitely a movie see Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, Forrest right? Whitaker. Yeah. Okay. Um, it has those elements. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Yo, Pat is just destroying my apartment with this one coaster, and it's a coaster like made out of metal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean. Um, I say go watch it, everybody. Um, but will I uh, suggest that movie over War Dogs? Jesus Christ. I want to say yeah. I mean, it's two completely different yeah, movies, though. two different War movies. Dogs is like a drama mixed with comedy. Yeah. And then Don't Breathe is straight up like yeah, there's suspense. there's no comedy in this movie at all. Yeah. Dude. This movie is like straight up suspense from beginning to end. Yeah. So it really depends on your taste, I'd say. But there's a point in this movie that is like... Holy shit, what the fuck is gonna happen here? I want everybody to just bear witness to that moment because the same thing that you were feeling, I was feeling the same thing. Yo, I'm telling you, cause your your emotions are gonna go either way, cause you don't know who you don't know whose side to be on in this movie. It is just that good. It is it's good. It could have been great, but it's a good movie. <laughs> Alright, so that's for our new movie. Reviews. Let's get into our throwback flicks of the week. Um, my throwback flick of the week is Dave Chappelle's Block Party, nice. which I was watching last night. You guys actually can check it out on HBO. It's on demand. And uh, Dave Chappelle's Block Party was directed by Michelle Gondry, which I did not know. Michelle Gondry is a awesome 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 director this guy has directed um some of the best some of some of my favorite uh, music videos um i believe like one of them was a uh, the fat boy slim one with uh christopher walken mm. dancing 
Like he directed that. That's he, the one that put me on uh, Fat Boy Slim. <clears throat> that and you know this guy is just an awesome director. I didn't know he he had directed this documentary, but um, basically, really simple documentary. Uh, Dave Chappelle decided to just throw a block party in this like really bad part of town. Um, there was like a lot of poverty, and he chose like this one little street that is like really run down, and he got together some of the best like hip-hop artist of all time he got together uh most def common to leave kanye west uh he, erica badu erica badu um the roots. the roots he reunited the fugees jill scott i mean some of the biggest names in hip-hop put them together and basically just did this free concert anyone was able to go but it was like a secret like he, he didn't reveal where it was going to be it was kind of like you had to look for it um, so the people who did know where to go just got there. Everyone else had to like through word of mouth tell each other where the concert was going to be. And then in between each performance, like, you know, there's like little segments where like he's like telling jokes backstage or telling jokes to the crowd on the stage. Um, he you see him like playing basketball with like a couple kids. Uh, he visits a school. He does all these like really cool things to like reach out to the community. And um, I think the story behind the artists like how they came together and how they you know arrived on stage i think that was like the best part my favorite part was the fact that the fujis actually got reunited uh, originally it was just supposed to be lauren hill mm. he asked lauren hill to make an appearance lauren hill um i think her rec- the record label that she's a part of is columbia records they didn't want to release her songs to be featured on the documentary so because she was under contract she was like i don't know like i can't perform like the record label is not going to be is not going to let me to perform how about we just get the roots together because those songs like we do own and the record label that managed us they'll allow us to use those songs and perform them so that's what brought the fujis together it wasn't even supposed to be the fujis from the beginning it was supposed to be just lauren hill so the fact that the fujis came out was like a plus you know um they performed you know uh did they perform fuji la no they didn't perform fuji la they did uh, a lot of songs from their first album and then from the second album they performed uh killing me softly but it was like a different like a different like more soulful rendition of it just did they have the roots on on drums on the roots on drums did they have did everybody use live instruments? Was it live? Yeah, it was the live instruments from beginning to end. Nice. Like Kanye West uh, performed Jesus Walks, mm-hmm. and there was like an actual marching band, like a high school marching band, and they were the ones yeah. doing that bump, bum, bump, bump. Like they were the ones. Ass. Yeah, I've never seen it before. I've never so, seen at the block party before. Yeah, it's. I mean, you can watch it. It's on demand. Um, all the songs were organic, and what was awesome is that, like, it wasn't planned well. Like. Like, they didn't have, like, a lineup organized. It was, like, an artist would go out, and then Dave Chappelle would go backstage, and he would ask, like, okay, who wants to go next? And they would just jump on. Like, as as Mos Def would perform, Common would jump out, like, in the middle of the set, and then he would start his set, and then they would sing together, and then Talib Kuli would come out. And it was, like, they would... And it got to a point where it was, like, all of them were on the stage, just all singing and rapping. um, Dead Prez was there. Nice. Yeah. Oh my God, Yo, dude. but it was like, was like Nappy Roots there? Nah, no, they weren't there. But I think it was just cool for like, you see Dave Chappelle going backstage. He's like, all right, who wants to go next? And Erica Badu was like, all right, I'll go. And then she went on stage and she just went like, just fuck it. 
And I it, saw that part. I think I saw a clip of that. And she it was funny like because afro, right? she had an afro and the wind was blowing so hard that it was coming off. Mm-hmm. So she pulls it off in the middle of her set mm-hmm. and she just doesn't give a fuck. She like pulls it off and like throws it in the wind and just keeps <laughs> going. And like it was just awesome, man. It was badass. A lot of the stuff that they did was like really improvised. Like I don't even know if the guys who were playing the instruments actually knew all the songs. Like I think they just kind of played. Just winged it. They just played. That's why the shit came out fire. Yeah. Because it's like fucking like freestyle. Like it was like it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like you like to see a bunch of artists having fun. That's what made it so enjoyable. Mm. And I wish I mean I wish they were to do something like that again. And that that was like Dave Chappelle's last thing that he did before he left Comedy Central. Mm. This was like right after he decided to no right before he decided to like travel to Africa and and his show and all that. So. Apparently that's what they do in like New York, man. I guess they just have like block parties, cause uh, I think this weekend um, Spike Lee is having a block party on, on his block, and he's gonna have like some celebrities and stuff like that. I can't see that happening in Florida because everybody's gonna want some type of money. <laughs> Somebody, everybody's gonna want some type of like funding. Like, oh, you wanna have it on this block? Well, you gotta pay us this. So, well, you can use my, you can use my. My, my parking spots but you got to pay me this everybody wants to get paid down here for some reason so you just can't have a good time mm. kind of shit but i can see that like i guess people in new york just know how to organize things and pay the right people kind of stuff but over here everybody wants to get paid everybody the only thing you could do would be a festival like yeah. ultra or something yeah. like that and even then people still people still want to get paid or like fucking uh, under the table kind of shit. It's just it's ridiculous, man. But damn, that's a good choice. That's a good fucking choice. Um, my choice of throwback film is uh, Arrest and Development. I'm not really gonna go into detail about it, but uh, it's a pretty good show, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I know not a lot of people took too kindly to the Netflix. Uh, continuation uh that season but i really liked it i really enjoyed it i liked the fact that it basically just it that what it was like 12 episodes but it was really about this one week and it just it just took you in the mindsets of different people of what was happening in uh in in different people's situation of Mm. how this happened it's like a happened i mean it was like uh c happened because of a and you're like, what the fuck? Why? Why did? Why would A cause C to happen? Next to note, if you were to watch uh, episode three, you'll find out that A did that because, like, Z got in the way or some shit. So, like, oh my gosh, it, Arrested Development is full of those little uh, anecdotes, and I love that show just because of that. I heard that they were supposed to be coming out with a new season, but I've been hearing this for months. And I haven't had any uh, any updates on it, so I'm still keeping my hopes up. Um, really quick, I'm so sorry to go mm. back to what I was saying. I I, I I messed up and said Michelle Gondry directed that music video from Fat Boy Slim. That wasn't him. Oh, okay. That was Spike Jones who directed that music video. Michelle Gondry directed, uh, fell in love with the girl from the White Stripes, the one that had like oh, okay. all those Legos. Like he's nice. an interesting super director. Uh, my bad. <laughs> had to correct myself on that one uh but he also did like videos like for kanye west and like really cool videos mm. um what you were saying about rest of development what i love about that show is that what happens in this episode affects mm. 
like all yeah. the episodes after this. So like there was an episode where Tobias, um, who was my favorite character in the show, decides to join the Blue Man Group. Oh yeah, and he painted himself blue. Oh my god! And <laughs> after that episode, everything that like whenever they were in the house, if you look closely in the background, you can see like blue handprints everywhere. And for someone who's watching that show for the first time and they just jump into that episode they're gonna ask like why is there like so much blue shit (laughs) but like if you have to like actually do research and then when you see the episode you're like oh now it all makes sense yo there's another thing there's a what you call it uh i'm not not sure what episode it was but i think it was on the first season that they were talking about how their family can never finish a game of monopoly because somebody's always like still in the boards or still in the pieces and shit and they all end up in an argument there was an episode later on when they were inside the house. You see that, uh, what's the guy's name? Michael Sierra, right? He was upstairs in the attic, and you just see a stack of Monopoly games just piled. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, I see what the fuck's going on here. I just started dying laughing because I'm like, oh, so they keep on buying these game boards, and they just can't. I was like, oh my gosh, man. Yo, I love that fucking show, man. I think that show, that was the first comedy show that I fell in love with that didn't have the laugh track. Oh, yeah. That was the first time I experienced that and I thought, yo, I like this style of comedy, man, because they're not feeding it to you. Yeah. Like, with these other shows, like it's like, all right, here's the hook and the punchline. Here's yeah. the hook, here's the punchline, and... Everything is timed with that audience laughing. That one didn't have that. You got to, like, pay attention. And there were times where they would say something and cut to the next scene. And you had to, like, rewind. You're like, wait, what did he say? Yeah. And then when you hear it again, you're like, oh, my God, that is hilarious, man. That's some that's some Job shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> some of the moments oh where it was God. just so fast. But oh, yeah. when you find out what what really happened, it is, like, the it's comedy gold, man. And that was yeah. produced by Ron Howard. And narrated by Ron Howard. Yeah, but you know he wasn't supposed to be the narrator. The narrator who they got before, something happened, and then Ron Howard did the first one. Uh, I think he did the second show, and then he was just like, you know what, forget, fuck it. If the guy's going to be difficult, then I'll just, I'll just take over. So he just took over with it. But remember that episode that he actually started arguing with uh, a narrator from someone, another show? I think it was like one of those detective shows. He says, yeah, this narrator who's not really good at his job kind of stuff. He was saying it while he was narrating. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. (laughs) It's a funny show, man. Watch it. Just watch it. See it. And you know what's great is that it wasn't that many seasons. I think what in total was three seasons. seasons. Plus the Netflix. The Netflix I didn't really get into. I I thought the first three, though, was like perfect, man. And the fact that they ended it on the third one, like it wasn't too many seasons, was just perfect. Like they ended right at the peak of yeah. the show. And they <clears throat> did they get any awards? No, I don't think they got any awards. I don't think they did. And the reason I think um, the reason why they cut the 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 show short to just three seasons was because it d- actually didn't have that many viewers. It actually did not do that well when it was on TV. Oh my God. Since the viewers started dropping, they said, "Okay, we got to cut the show." So then they cut it short. And they kind of just wrote that finale like out of nowhere. They just like added it in there, and then the it was show a solid just ended. Finale though, yeah, it was a solid one, man. So how did it get picked back up? It must have been a cult classic. People just started. Yeah, it was. It I up. think I think a lot of people just kept demanding for it because Arrested Development actually became more famous afterwards. afterwards. Yeah. It was kind of like Freaks and Geeks and all those other shows, like uh, Family of No. 
community, guy. community, yeah, same guy. thing. Family guy, did family guy. Yeah. I guess you know what? I'm starting to realize that Fox has a, a tendency of cutting shows real fucking short, man. Yeah, and then I think Netflix just said, "Fine, we'll pick it up and we'll just continue it since mm-hmm. everyone's demanding it." But I, I wasn't that. I was into that uh, that new one, man. Yeah, it was still funny. It was still funny to me with the whole he moved in with his uh, his son at college and everything, and then uh, they had that little uh, that whole thing says, okay, when they vote out the person who's gonna leave this room, just gonna you're gonna leave uh, a stoic, meaning that you're not gonna say anything. You're just gonna do the whole like the Indian thing. You just put your hand up like that, <laughs> and then he found out that he got voted out. But it was like it was three of them who were in the room, and his son voted him, voted him out. So he found out he was like, he wanted to say something to dad, so he just <laughs> stayed quiet. No, he put his hand together. He did like the pray thing, like, <laughs> and you hear the music like, <laughs> and he just walked out. I'm like, oh my god, this show is funny, man. Just watch it, you guys. I'm doing it no justice. The show is fucking hilarious. And they think well, it's available on Netflix, right? All seasons? Yeah, all seasons available on Netflix. Watch all four. They're not that long. They're like six episodes each, seven episodes each, possibly. So and just just get into it. You'll love it. And Anthony, what's your throwback? Uh, I was actually watching or listening to a podcast the other day, and they kept talking about a G.G. Allen. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. So they kept talking about him, and then I finally looked him up, and like I can't even like try to think of the most vulgar musician you can think of right now. Vulgar? Yeah, like the most obscene uh, like, musician. Like an asshole, kind of. Like uh, an asshole. Kinda? Yeah, I, like What's that Billy asshole, Idol. Or you mean like lyrically? No, like, like on stage they're just ridiculous. Oh. Like Marilyn Manson. Okay. Like this guy takes the award for that. Gigi Allen, he, uh, he was in a bunch of pu- uh, punk rock bands. I was thinking punk rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's notorious for performing completely naked, like completely, completely naked. And the the crazy thing about <laughs> the uh, actually this uh, this documentary I saw it on YouTube. It was what's it called? Hated. Uh, it was direct. It was the first film that Todd Phillips actually directed. That oh, guy okay. that did uh, Old School and, <clears throat> and War Dogs. yeah, and War Dogs. It was his first film that he ever made, and it's it's just a docu- documentary about Gigi Allen and how he grew up and his onstage antics and like he was he was since he was known for being naked on stage, he would literally take shits on stage. Eat, either eat it up or rub it all over his body while he was on stage. Wait, but what? What like what time? Like what era? This is uh, eighty nine to 90, 93. And what was the name of the band that he was part of? He was part of a bunch of bands. That, that's uh, the thing. Obviously, he got to be a part of <laughs> getting fired after that, man. Uh, and then and, and then he actually gained a lot of popularity towards uh, like ninety two, ninety one. He was on Jerry Springer. Uh, Geraldo Rivera had a TV show in the 90s that was of the same format. He was there. So you can actually look at the interviews. And he just, you can tell he barely would shower. And just. And he's and, still alive? No, he actually passed away in 93 of accident, of an accidental. Uh, overdose? Yeah, overdose of, what was it? I forget what it was. But the crazy thing about it is, I don't know if you ever, like, 
Google crazy, uh, like dead celebrity pictures. There's a picture that I've always seen of a guy in a in a coffin wearing a jock strap, and he looks like it looks like a fake picture because there's like a a, a Jim Bean alcohol bottle next to him, mm-hmm. and it's actually this guy, Gigi Allen. And his wish when he died was he wanted to be buried in a jock strap, which he was known for also wearing a leather jacket. He didn't want to be cleaned by the mortician at all. So he, the way they found him when he was dead was the same way how he was in the oh coffin. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's just just the craziest figure. Gigi Allen. G-G-A-L-L-I-N. If you look him up, and almost every picture you could find, he's blood. He's either bloodied up, or he's on stage. And it's literally, I'm, I don't, I don't think. Oh, I can, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the picture of him in the coffin. And that okay, is, that, that picture's real. That's not even a, a like a that, hoax. That? Yeah, that's the picture. That is horrifying. They, they didn't clean his wow. body. They didn't do any of that. And he actually made a song called uh when i die and that's basically in the song how he wanted to be buried and it's just it's just the crazy like i've never seen such a vulgar crazy and how'd you see the movie is it- uh, it's on youtube oh okay you could just it's a, it's really short it's less than an hour and uh you just like you, they they show him he actually would besides doing uh punk rock shows he would he would like to be on stage just talking and he actually went into nyu new york university completely naked and they showed it in the documentary and he peels a banana sticks it up his ass and then he starts throwing it at, at the audience oh my god <laughs> how did he get into the school that that that's the thing the, the director Todd phillips was actually attending the school at the time and he actually like kind of lied to them saying that he was just gonna do like a like a uh, seminar or whatever and this like he was known this guy was known for when he would perform on stage beating up the crowd members like he'll get he'll go down to the crowd start singing punch women guys whoever you go like if you watch the the, the, documentary? the documentary you can see everything he's everything that he's done and uh yeah, pretty crazy a whole guy. New level. I'm I'm just like skimming through Wikipedia on this guy, and I'm like getting goosebumps just reading it. Like all this, shit. is that weird? Like it's that. But you know what's funny is that all these guys, no matter how crazy they are, hmm. like, oh, he was influenced by the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, no. like just like just like everyone else, you yeah. know, like a normal guy. <laughs> How was he listening to those songs? Because I'm not listening to those songs like that. Like I, I, I picture him like as a kid listening to like, you know, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds oh. from the Beatles, and then <laughs> you fast forward and he's throwing shit at people. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> what happened? What happened in the in in between all that? I don't know. Oh my gosh, dude. Uh, what the fuck, man? I definitely. I think after this is over, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. Look it up. <laughs> this is crazy, but I want to know what um, like what what were the names of the bands that he was part of? Because what happened to those other guys? They probably went to his funeral. Like good riddance. <clears throat> oh, he was part of a group called Gigi Allen and the Jabbers. That's a cool name, the Jabbers. Oh, and of course, his lifestyle attracted a lot of 
the young kids so when he's on these talk shows he has like two 70 year old girls that like ran away from home and like worship this guy oh no and there's <laughs> this actually uh one of the talk shows one of the 70 year old girls is saying how much she loves him and how he's her daddy and then he go, and then he yeah, he goes over to her and he goes tell tell them what you did for daddy on valentine's day oh my god and then he goes and then she goes uh i had the privilege of watching my daddy masturbate and then i got to shit in his mouth what and that this is on a tv show like a like a <laughs> ricky lake kind of show Oh my <laughs> and she's God. like 17 check out the name of the these other groups he was part of after he got kicked out of the other group gg allen and the scum fucks okay gg allen and the texas nazis mm, that's a reach gg <laughs> <laughs> allen and the cedar street sluts oh, okay creative gg allen and the holy men Oh wow! Gigi Allen and the AIDS Brigade. <laughs> that must have been the, that ex, that extent that he was like, you know what? I'm a change man. I'm a change man. Um, <laughs> this one sounds really punk. Gigi Allen and the Disappointments. Okay. <laughs> and his uh, his birth name was actually Jesus Christ. That was the name his dad gave him. Because oh, well, there we go. That's where that it explains is. everything. That explains everything, dude. You can't live up to that, <laughs> dude. There's no possible way you can live up to that. Do you think he just felt like he could always get away with everything since he was Jesus Christ? That's Probably, why he did it. and he could not live up to the to the hype. Like, yeah, your name is Jesus Christ. You better be bomb at everything that you do, dude. Because <laughs> if you're not, man, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough road to hoe. This life of yours is gonna be shit. You better do something with it. What t- what what age did he die at? If he uh, died at 33, um, <laughs> I swear to God. It, I, I don't know the exact age, but it looks like the 30s. I'll tell you right now. I hope he died. If he died at 33, that means he's living it. He died at 36. Oh, <laughs> so close. So close. He man. died June 28, 1993. So at close. At the age of 36 man. in New York City. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. Thank he you for sharing that, man, because I had no idea who yeah. this guy was. I never heard of him. He I've would. seen that picture though about the <laughs> the, the coffin. Guy. Yeah, the coffin thing. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack to that film is a painting of John Wayne Gacy, the the famous clown murderer. Because mm-hmm. oh. he was actually really good friends with John Wayne Gacy. Of course he was. Of course. And then Jesus Christ was <laughs> friends with uh, John Wayne Gacy. So wow. the director came in contact with uh, John Wayne Gacy, and he's actually an uncredited producer on the film. Hated. Wow, it's crazy. Wait, John Wayne Casey was the clown. Yeah, he was a clown. Who was Ed Gein? He was the one that would the t- like the Leatherface. He would. Oh, I always confuse them. I always thought Ed Gein was. The He's clown the one who had the whole house with made the out of skin. skin. Yeah, the lampshade made out of skin and stuff. Ugh. <laughs> Woo, man! It's crazy I can't out there. wait. I can't wait for October, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's gonna be we're, a good month. We're gonna be. We're gonna get dark. Yeah. We're gonna get. Twisted. Well, aren't we going to do that thing with the, the what you call it, the, with uh, Diego? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, we're doing that in October? I don't know. We should do it next month. All right. We we're going to do, do a, we're going to do a Disney princess episode. Yeah, we're going to do a Disney princess <laughs> episode. I'm trying to think of a song. I, I just had a song when I was at work of what song to play, but I totally forgot about it. And we're going to most likely be drunk and dressed as Disney princesses. Yeah. And we're gonna have we're gonna debate which Disney princess is the best princess. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was a good throwback yeah. review. Um, 
Now let's get on to movie news. Uh, Pat, you want to start us off? You had a story about uh, Captain America? Yeah, um, my movie news is going to be about uh, Captain America may no longer be captaining America. (coughs) I think that's how we're going to do it. Uh, Joe Russo had to say to HuffPost, I think him dropping the shield is him letting go of the identity. Him admitting that certainly the identity of Captain America was in conflict with the very personal choice that he was making. The choice that he was talking about is the fact that uh, in the movie, oh, I hope everybody's seen the spoiler alert. Captain America um, knew about what Bucky did to uh, Stark's uh, parents. He didn't tell him. He knowing that and knowing that uh he couldn't trust Shield anymore because he found out that uh Shield was part of uh Hydra. Hydra infiltrated Shield, so he really couldn't trust anybody but his core group. And then he finds out that he has to lie to somebody in his core group, that basically messes up your whole fucking character of who you think you are. So I'm thinking that um what everybody else is thinking that we might see a new Captain America. He may not go by the, the, the name Captain America. He might go by this person who he goes by the name of uh, Nomad. In the comic books, basically the same thing that happens in the movie with the whole thing about uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. being uh, being infiltrated by Hydra and Captain America not being able to trust the United States government nor S.H.I.E.L.D., so he throws down his shield. I think they did that as a metaphor. A metaphor, not even a metaphor. That's right in your face. He threw down his shield and he became nomad. And he just went to fight crime the way that he sought how. But he was no longer following the whole the mantra of uh, I'm Captain America and I stand for the American way, truth, justice, and American way. He stood for his way and. This Captain America or this Nomad, this is the one that we might see in, uh, what's the name of this fucking movie? And the Infinity Wars. Me personally, I, um, thinking about Infinity Wars, I really need one of these key characters to die. And a lot of people are saying that it's going to be Captain America, but I'm really thinking that it's going to be, um, Tony Stark, who's going to pass away. I think he's going to... Cause they need some, they need a mortar to get things popping. Captain America would be a great one, but I think it's too in your face. I think what you really need is somebody who's gonna be uh, somebody who's gonna have the whole, like the whole, like you seen them come from ruins to, you know what? I, I'm a good, I'm a, I'm a changed man. And then you see them die, and who's done that better than? Uh, Tony Stark, because you see that in the beginning of uh, the Tony Stark series, that he was a bad, he was like a, a guy who just doing it just for the money and for the ladies. Next to you know, he uh, he came to a point that okay, you know what, I need to live more than just for this, because I see that my weapons are actually killing innocent people. Then he went full blown crazy. Now he's trying to reel it back in. He's got to go. He he, you know, he basically did it twice. So he's got to be the one to go. And uh, that's my movie news for that. You want to? You have something else? Um, I had posted yesterday on our Facebook page that they announced 
the villains in the new Flash movie. It's going to be the rogues. Mm. Um, if you watch the show on the CW, The Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. I believe it's that group. They're considered the rogues. It's like... Yeah. I, <clears throat> I, I think they're considered the rogues like the, in the, in the, the, show. In the Flash uh, comic book. Um, it's... Captain Boomerang is part of that group of villains. So he's going to be one of the villains in the oh. new Flash movie. So I think... I'm just assuming that that scene where you see the Flash uh, messing up Captain Boomerang when he was robbing that vault, mm-hmm. like there, were, there was a reason behind that. There was a reason why Flash went after him and not Batman, because Captain Boomerang is really like one of Flash's villains, not Batman's. Mm. So I think, but you know what, man? <clears throat> like I think they're, they're, I think they're gonna like that's gonna help. the The, the Flash movie is gonna help explain that scene a little bit better. Maybe they're gonna show a little bit more. Of what happened is there. is the flash gonna be a little bit more funnier? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think he's gonna be corny as hell, man. Corny. Yeah. I mean, uh, we we already had that talk last week about it. So yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, um, another news is um, Doug Lehman. I think I'm saying his name all the way wrong. L I M a n yeah i think it's lehman yeah. lehman to direct dark universe now this is just a rumor uh scott rudin the guy who produced the uh, no country for old men the social network captain phillips grand budapest budapest and girl with the dragon tattoo to produce and michael gillow to write the script for uh the dark universe uh variety no, yeah. Variety article says that Doug Lehman has left the Chananam Tanam <laughs> film Gambit, and it was a and it was a mutual split. <laughs> Say his name again. Chananam Tanam. <laughs> he left that movie. This is this is all hearsay. This is word on the street, so there's no actual facts. They, I mean, they got some facts to it, but it's not all the way facts with it. But um, if this is gonna go down. I'm not really on board because uh, I thought uh, oh shit I'm gonna fuck up this guy now Del Toro say his last name Del Toro was supposed to uh, he was attached to this whole dark universe and from what he did to what's the name of that movie Hellboy um, was it Pan's Labyrinth what else uh, Prometheus. No, not Prometheus. No, he did um, Pacific Rim. Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim. Even, even uh, Crimson Blade. Peak. Blade Two, right? That was Blade One and Two. No, just both? Blade Two. Blade Two. Blade even two. Blade Two. His vision of like things that you would consider as normal, like his visions of vampires in Blade Two, was so awesome. And I would really liked him to actually go into the DC universe uh, and do this whole dark dark universe which is kind of crazy as fuck because i'm thinking the, the yo the dc universe is already dark as it is how dark could they possibly go yeah but i mean if they want to take it they want to take it to the spiritual because uh the the dark of uh, no not the avengers the dark uh what's the name of those guys justice league is supposed to be manned by john constantine thing um, Satana. Who else? Thing. 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 No, no. Not Thing, because he's from Marvel. What the, what's the person's name? Swamp Thing. Oh, Swamp My Thing. My bad. It's not The Thing. It's Swamp Thing, because uh, 
He's in the swamp. <laughs> and it's supposed to be manned by all these other people, but uh I mean, I, I guess it's just supposed to be some spiritual shit that's supposed to happen. It sounded awesome when I uh when I read it. And now that this guy's gonna man it, the fact that he got this producer who's done these uh classical movie these classic movies right here, I think it might be uh it might it might be a watch. I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it. Who the fuck am I talking about? I'm over here trying to talk myself like, hey, I might watch it. No, I'm gonna watch it. I'm definitely gonna watch the movie. I'm gonna watch every single comic book movie from here until Kingdom Come. So most likely I'm gonna watch this thing. Am I gonna be disappointed? Actually, I'm already disappointed. <laughs> I'm already disappointed in all DC movies from uh, here on out. So all they got it. Hey, it's not hard to please me because I'm already disappointed in what you're doing. So. As soon as you put something on the screen, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's not that bad. It could have been worse. That's what I'm thinking. Um, another thing that I read, and I thought it was kind of interesting, um, Disney is thinking about making a real um, a live-action James and the Giant Peach movie, and they're thinking of trying to get Sam Mendes to direct it. Sam Mendes is the guy that directed uh, Skyfall and Spectre. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. I mean, he's a good director. So, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's a bad thing. Why would they want to... Yo, James James and the Giant... Is it Jim? And the James. Giant, James and the Giant Peach. It's a good movie, man. It's already good. I like the fact that it was uh, Claymation. Don't change it. Why would you want to... Whatever. I mean, they're not <laughs> going to change it. They're just going to make it a live action. But it's unnecessary. Yeah. It's going to be three Dude, I mean, majority of the movies that are coming out are unnecessary. All these... You like, need help, Hollywood. You need help. And we're here to help you. Give us a call. <clears throat> All right. So I think that's it for movie news. Now let's get on to the main event. Yes. Um, our main event today, we are going to get into, well, since, you know, it's back to school time. Mm-hmm. Uh, traffic is up. Oh, fuck yeah. And these kids are everywhere. The high school, uh, the school speed zones are activated again. It's super annoying. So we're going to get into back to school, air quote, uh, back to school movies. They're not necessarily movies about going back to school, but they're movies that take place in school. Um, Elementary, middle or high, it doesn't matter. And basically, we're just going to list our top five favorite um, school movies. Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, the first movie on my list is Class Act. Um, Class Act stars Kid and Play. For all you kids that don't know, Kid and Play mm. were some pretty big celebrities back in the day. Oh, yeah. These two guys were rappers, dancers, actors mm-hmm. who starred in a bunch of teen movies writers back in the too. early 90s. Writers, too. Writers. Um, <clears throat> and Class Act is actually one of their, like, less famous movies they, they were known for house party and the yeah. house party series yeah class act was like um it was like a movie about the kid and play in school uh kid was like the super smart one mm-hmm. play was like you know the class clown you know came from like a rough neighborhood type of character and i think their something happened with their registrations and got mixed up so play now it you know everyone's treating him like he's the smart kid and they gave him like all the gifted classes and then they gave uh kid all the really bad classes uh even though he excels in them and 
they each find their girlfriends or whatever but it's it's funny because it's actually like a a modern telling of uh like a tale of two cities yeah <laughs> it's like this old poetic story that's like being told like in the hood yeah or uh hollywood's envisioning of what the hood is <laughs> um and the movie is super super corny but i remember that was like my introduction to kid and play before i saw house party i didn't know who kid and play were until i saw that movie first and when i was a kid i just thought it was super hilarious um there's a funny scene where they're trying to run away from a bad guy from like this bad gang and they're in a wax museum oh yeah <laughs> like it's just it, it it feels like this plot was just kind of like like just fuck it just throw it in there man yeah. you know they, they they go into a wax museum it was just like like they had ideas in a in a hat and they just pulled out idea <laughs> one idea at a time like okay now they're in a wax museum then they go then they end up on a game show or something uh or one of the characters is trying to get on a game show it's like the most random movie ever but it's like super fun um what i like about it is like uh it's a it, it strays away from the like the typical high school experience like it's not like a bunch of like caucasian middle upper class kids you know it this is like yeah. totally different route uh so that's they had that one that, they had that one white kid who had dreads who was the actual rapper I forgot his name though he was short he was a short dude. i don't remember that you don't remember that he was a short dude he was uh, <clears throat> he was like uh, he was supposed to be friends with uh, Play. Hmm. I think he actually rapped on the fucking in the movie or something. But yo, he was a rapper. He was he was like legit. Dougie Doug is in the in the movie. Dougie Doug. That's that was another thing. <laughs> Dougie Doug was in the movie. Dog, what was the dude's name? But I, all I know is he had he had braids. He had, he had dreads. Well, Polly Shore is in the movie. Really? Yeah, Polly Shore has like a really small role in the, the movie, fuck? but he is in the movie. He was uncredited, like his name does not pop up in the credits at the end. Uh, Pat, what's your what's your movie? Well, my movie, your school movie. My uh, fifth <clears throat> pick is um, Breakfast Club. I'm not gonna say anything else about it. It's just, I mean, it's Breakfast Club. Everybody knows when you think about high school movies, you you. Everybody has to start off with Breakfast Club, so I think that that movie is the only movie that focuses on one aspect that other school movies don't focus on. It's detention. Yeah, they need to make more movies about detention. About detention, fuck yeah, hell yeah, because detention. So it, it wasn't that fun. I tell you that much. <laughs> you were not able to talk to people like you're able to talk in in that fucking movie. But oh, but I couldn't imagine Saturday detention. What the hell? Yeah, that's the worst. Woo, that would kill me. Saturday detention. I'd rather take outdoor suspension, yo. <laughs> <clears throat> Anthony, what's your well, number five? I forgot what what did I write? Um Detroit, I think Rock, Detroit Rock City. Oh, Detroit Rock City. Um Yeah, Detroit Rock City. Um a group of kids uh love the band Kiss and basically try to one of the kids' parent, uh, his mom burns up the tickets, and it's just their quest on trying to find tickets, go to the concert. Uh, film takes place in the seventies, so you have Ted Nugent in the soundtrack, Kiss, all these bands. Uh, yeah, it's a really good, uh, funny nineteen ninety nine film. Okay, 
my next one is Napoleon Dynamite, 2004 mm. uh, comedy directed by uh, Jared Hess, um, starring John Hedder. That was, I think, our introduction to that actor, John Hedder. Um, and this movie made me say, what the fuck am I watching <laughs> from beginning to end? Because it was so strange, but it's so magnetic. When you watch this movie, it doesn't matter what scene it's on. For some reason, you just can't change the channel. It's so weird, but it's so enjoyable and so funny. Um, and throughout the whole movie, I don't know about you guys, but when I first saw it, mm. I tried to discover what year What's is this supposed to be. Yeah. Because first you think the movie's like 70s or 80s, but then napoleon's older brother is on the internet in a chat room yeah that's how he meets the girl so you're like oh that can't be 70s or 80s but then the way they dress and and i think i saw in an interview one time with the director he said that it's it's not supposed to take place in any certain year it's like like that's not the point the point is like just relate to these characters type of thing like it's (laughs) 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 you know it was just like just watch the story it's not really like the 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 time fr- like there is no time frame, there is no exact year. It's oh, just man. I that mean that movie, man. That movie is like I think that movie started the whole thing with the whole uh, people calling out. I know people always used to say like you know reference for movies like say lines for movies and stuff like that. I understand that people used to say lines for movie all the time, but people used to say lines from this fucking movie. <laughs> When I was in, I remember being in high school, and I'm like, "Dude, are you really gonna say the whole fucking like the whole scenes to me right now?" I'm like, "Can you stop, dog?" I, said, I don't understand. Where are you taking the toss? I get it. I fucking get it. I saw the movie. I get what you're doing, man. But it was like people were constantly doing that, and then it it died down a little bit. Like the whole Napoleon Dynamite shit died down a little bit, and next thing you know, it Snickers and Starburst start making fucking Napoleon dynamite fucking commercials that look just like that shit and i'm like here we go <laughs> people just start doing that same shit again with the whole oh i'm gonna start saying lines from napoleon dynamite like, yo i get it Why i think but i think it? even before that like the movie came out and everyone would spit lines from the movie and then it started to die down but then the movie came out on dvd oh yes and then it started oh, again my god and then it got into that to the like the starburst stuff <laughs> oh man and then it was like it was like that was like the new form of comedy was like these weird movies these weird shit everything was weird after that because after that, that I think the creators wrote uh, Nacho Libre which oh, was yeah. like also another awkward but kind of like you know a funny movie and then and then I mean they had nothing to do with Casa de Mi Padre but it came out after I feel, that like I feel it, like it did it, it it was like part of that like awkward. We're just yeah, going to make I mean, this weird. Everything was just weird after that. Everything just got really weird. And, I mean, it was funny, but it was still like, <laughs> it was like one of those things like, <laughs> like you look around like, I, I guess it's funny. I guess it's funny. Because Napoleon Dynamite, if you look at the movie now, I mean, I'm trying to think of funny scenes. I really can't think of anything. I remember, I, I do remember the tar- the tater tot scene when he kicked him in the leg because he didn't want to give it to him. <laughs> I laugh at that scene all the fucking time because I'm like, why would you kick him? <laughs> why would you kick the tater tots in his fucking, what you call it, his, his pocket, man? But you know what I thought was cool was that 
it's like it's like the small little details like that they exaggerate for example um there's the popular girl who's running for president she has a boyfriend who i don't know if you remember mm. he's always trying to look cool oh yeah like he does these like mannerisms like he he makes these facial expressions like yeah. and i mean you guys who are listening to this can't see the facial expressions that i'm making but i'm gonna try to find a clip and post it on our facebook page but he's always trying to look cool and i remember like in high school yeah the popular guy didn't do that but he did always try yeah. to look cool yeah, there was that... Uh, like, he constantly thought that there was, like, a mirror in front of him, yeah, you know? like there was that one scene that, uh, I guess she was on stage and she was performing or some shit. And at the end, he was the only one who stood up. <laughs> he was clapping. He was, like, he was also popping his collar. And yeah. he was looking around. Like, he was like... He was like <laughs> and he popped his collar looking around. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I'm like... Man, you know how uncool you're looking right now, but he's trying to look cool. Like in his mind, yeah. he's the coolest, <laughs> he's the guy, coolest there. Like, guy in the he world. He always looks cool. <laughs> so it's like it's like those little details that they exaggerated. Mm-hmm. I thought was, you know, pretty funny. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, other than that. Um, Oh wait, was there a point where his uncle threw a like a steak, like a football? <laughs> yeah, that happened in the movie. He wanted to impress uh, his brother. Yeah, and he didn't have a football to throw, so he grabbed the steak from the guy's plate <laughs> <laughs> and just threw it. And then I think it hit Napoleon while he was on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> like it, just the thought of it is freaking hilarious. Or that yo, that fucking meal that he had when he went to that farm. Oh, it was like milk, eggs. Oh. <laughs> no, it was it was just like raw eggs, like yeah. in a cup that they stirred. Yeah, that was what he was supposed to drink. The sandwiches, first of all, none of them had crust on it. Mm-mm. Like it looked like they went like they took time <laughs> into making this lunch, even though it was straight up crap. Because yo, those sandwiches did not look like they had anything in them. Like they were super thin. The only thing I could predict. What they had in them was either like a slice of cheese, yeah, or like some tuna or some oh shit. Oh my god, dude! They look like that was what they were supposed to eat—a hard-boiled egg. Yeah, and, orange and juice. then and but it wasn't orange juice; it was the egg yolks. I guess mixed with orange juice, maybe, but dude. it was just egg yolks, and that was their snack. Yo, and, it was and then so he paid them like sixty-five cents for yeah. the day. Yo, it was funny because Napoleon was the first one to go over there because you see him and say, "All right, eat up." And was the first one to go over there. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be bad. And that, yo, I remember the old guy said something. And he mumbled it. And I could, yo, I remember watching that shit like, what the fuck <laughs> did he say? I don't think nobody knows what the fuck he said, yo, to but, this day. But going back to the details that they, they exaggerate, in that same scene that you're talking about, Napoleon Dynamite, um, the guy, the farmer asks, does anyone have any questions? After he tells them what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And Napoleon says... Do the chickens have large talons? <laughs> and he's like, what? He's, Do the chickens have large talons? He's like, I don't understand a word you're saying. And it it may, it reminded me that there's always that one kid mm-hmm. that always has to ask, ask a stupid fucking question. Like, you just want to hit him in the face. Like, there was always that one kid in our class that did that, what he did. Like, why why do you got to fight? Like, you you want to turn around and be like, why do you got to fucking ask that? What's the point of that? Oh, my gosh, man. What's the point of that? Why are you trying to sound smart? 
my gosh. That's so, a good one, man. And Pat, what's your number four? Um, My number four pick for... Hold on, give me a second. My iPad just died a little bit. Okay. Oh, House Party. That's pretty much the same thing that you said about <laughs> what you call it. Another but, uh, kid and play gem. Another kid and play gem. Uh, they had to throw a house party because I think it was the last day of school. And... I forgot whose house they threw the party at, but um, apparently, what happened? Oh, they they had a. I've never gone to a house party like that. I always wanted to go to a house party that was just like, yeah, you just dancing, you dancing on hot chicks and doing all this kind of stuff, and then you break out in sequence and shit like that of, of like routines and stuff. But it was like the around that same time that Kid and Play came out uh, with all their movies and stuff. I was too young to go to like house parties. But my brothers were old enough to do that kind of shit. And my brothers used to actually practice dancing outside, like, our backyard and shit. And I remember just, like, just sitting down on the on the fucking, uh, like, by the door and just watching them practice dancing and shit. And I was like, I wish I can go. <laughs> and I just could not go to a dance. I couldn't go to no party and shit because I was way too fucking young. And that it was like that was the thing to do. It was like everybody was going to a fucking party but me and shit like that. And then when I got old enough, fucking house parties just died out. People stopped going to house parties. People stopped going to clubs, which were more fucking expensive. And things just got real hectic. <laughs> so, I mean, I missed out. I missed out on that whole thing. So every time I watch house party, I'm like, God damn it. Maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe we might have a We Seen to House Party. I'm not really sure. Yeah. That thing would be badass. And then, Anthony, what's your number four? I have. Yeah, you put Animal House. Animal House. Oh, um. All right, Animal House is my second pick. Um, I remember watching this when I was uh, like fifth grade, and being obsessed with John Belushi. And I even had the shirt that said College, even though his was a sweater. Uh, yeah, it's just a funny college film. Of just a bunch of hooligans doing whatever they want in college, uh, trying to cheat through exams. They're the ones that started the whole toga party theme. Um, and yeah, it's just a funny 70s college film if you're into those kind of films. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, my next pick for top school movies is Dangerous Minds, starring Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, and the reason why I chose this one is yeah, because... I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why it's because, like, you know, all these teen movies are, like, comedies. And they're all happy and yeah. bright. And then you got Dangerous Minds, which... You know, shows like the other side, you know, it, like going back to like what I was saying about class act, like you see like this rundown school. Um, the only white person in this movie is Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, and it's not about, you know, kids having fun and skipping class. And no, this is like, you know, one kid dies. Oh, yeah. There's one character that dies. There's a, a kid who I, I mean, I think there's a girl who I think is pregnant. Um it's just basically the story is uh, um, Michelle Fiverr plays a substitute teacher. She has like a military background. Um, she gets assigned 
to teach at this like really bad school. I know and she had a military background. I yeah, she was a she was a former marine, a discharged marine. I'm sorry. And really? um, yeah, and she needs to reach out to these kids, so she doesn't know how to teach them uh, since they're like so rough and shit. So she decides to use like other tactics by like um, she like to get their attention. She shows them how to like uh, she shows them karate, which now I'm thinking about it. That is super fucking corny. That would teach not them happen. Karate? Yeah, she teaches them karate. That's how she gets her attention. And then slowly she starts incorporating like educational methods. Like she starts teaching them like I kind of regret this picking was this it, movie was, now. It, was it uh, was it something that was like oh my darling my hamburger or something? Yeah, that was the book that when she when she <laughs> when she uh when she got to the class, she was asking them what book they were reading. And that was the book that they were reading. And then she started teaching them, like, Shakespeare. Yeah. And stuff like that. And I I just remember the song had, the movie had a cool theme song you know, from you Coolio. Just, you just re- yeah. She was in the video, too. And she was in the video. She was in the video. And there was, like, a big sweaty guy singing the chorus. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, no. I, I don't regret picking this movie because <laughs> this movie introduced me to Weird Al Yankovic. Because he did Amish Paradise, yeah. which was a parody of the theme song of mm-hmm. this song. And I know that he did a bunch of songs before that. Like, he parodied uh, Michael Jackson a lot. But I think I was too young, so I didn't know about all those other videos. Mm-hmm. This was the first one that I saw. And then that introduced me to his other parodies oh. that he did before that. <laughs> but this that Amish Paradise, I thought, was, like, one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. That was a seen. funny video. That was... <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, man, but... Um... I mean, you, you sure you want to stick with that movie? <sighs> Have you ever seen this movie that's called... Uh, it has Danny DeVito, and it's called uh, Renaissance Man? Yeah. It's like the same. It's almost the same. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good but it's movie. Like, but it's funny because it's the opposite because yeah. he's going to the military. Yeah, he's going to the military. <laughs> and trying to teach them. There was them. another one about, uh, that was shot on Hylia High, that school. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, there Which was one? that one about... It was a guy, and he was like... Uh, he, was a, he was a military dude. And then only the strong. strong. That he teaches them capoeira. Really? I don't know. If he's teaching them capoeira. But yeah. I remember there was a fight that he had to get his army buddies to fight some uh, some high school kids, and uh, like they were shooting guns inside the school. Oh no no! You're thinking. I think you're probably thinking of the substitute. Yes. The that substitute movie, that came out around the same fucking time. Okay. Remember? Remember? You know how Hollywood does it? Yeah. Oh, this studio is making a movie. Let's make a movie the same thing, but let's change some shit around. That's exactly what The substitute was basically like the male version of Dangerous Minds. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you know what? I take it back. (laughs) Dangerous Minds is not on my... But I am going to pick Only the Strong. Did you ever see that? Wait, Only the Strong. That was the one in California, right? No. That one was here in Miami. Really? Yes. It was here in Miami. They shot it. You know what? You know what I'm thinking about? Let me pull it up. You know what movie? Stand and Deliver? Yes. That's the fucking movie. I'm th- I actually saw that in school. Stand and Deliver. I think everybody saw that. Everybody. <laughs> Yo, how, do I, how do I reach these kids? <laughs> how do I reach out to them? <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Okay, I'm going to tell you about... Let me let me educate you <laughs> on this movie only the strong. Um, he teaches those kids capoeira. I've never seen yo, that movie. Okay, it used to be on Netflix too. Oh, this it movie, it's one of those movies that if you watch it now, it's horrible. Oh, it's a horrible movie. <laughs> but when you were younger, it was like the most badass movie 
ever. Like my brother and I would watch this movie, and then we would try to practice capoeira on our be- in our bedroom, even <laughs> though we didn't know shit about capoeira. <laughs> but we would try to like oh copy the moves God. from the movie. Um, I'm gonna tell you which school it was. A yo, it was a high school, a local Miami high school that they shot it at. It was um, it was an American. No, I wasn't an American. Oh. This was like. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. I understand why they well, in the substitute why they got a high layer high. The front mm-hmm. of that school looks like any generic school that I've seen in movie theaters, like in movies. It, it, it has the steps that goes up. It has the two pillars that go into the door, and everything's like okay. I see it. I don't think it looks like that anymore though. I think this movie might have been filmed. It doesn't say here, but I think it might have been filmed like in, at Booker T. Washington. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or it was like it was like a crazy bad school. It was like like a rundown looking school. Um, basically, so yeah, I'm gonna replace Dangerous Minds with this one because this one has a more even more ridiculous plot. But because of the fighting, it's more enjoyable to watch. Basically, this guy is a marine. He's like a green beret. Um, he's stationed in Brazil. He, uh, I think, he retires, moves to Miami. And he decides to visit his old high school teacher. And when he goes to the old high school he went to, it's like all the windows are barred. They've got, like, cops with, like, AK-47s and, like, oh my God, like machine dude. guns and shit. And um, he, like, sees, like, these random-ass drug dealers just walking onto the property and, like, beating up a kid because he doesn't have their money or, sh- or some shit. So the guy's like, you know, I want to start a program and teach these kids how to defend themselves. And through capoeira... They're going to learn self-respect. What's the name of this movie again? Only the Strong. Look at the title. Only the Strong. Yeah, man. <laughs> as soon as I find this movie, man, we're going to have a movie night and we're going to watch it. Because this movie is ridiculous. Uh, this movie was horrible in the box office. It had a budget of $6 million, but only collected $3 million. Wow. So they lost $3 million. Oh, okay. I've actually I've seen this cover before. <laughs> and he teaches them capoeira and they he at the end of the movie he has to like fight um this gang and he uses the skills of capoeira uh to defeat them and then they all graduate at the end and they do like this big capoeira performance at the graduation ceremony oh my God. but uh the movie had a cool soundtrack because it was like brazilian capoeira mu- music um this movie and it's so horrible that it's awesome. This movie can be watched in its entirety <clears throat> on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah, yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> as soon as we're done, we're gonna watch <laughs> this movie. Oh my, yo, you, this movie. When did it, it came out? Ninety three. I wonder if this is the answer to Stand by Me. <laughs> if this is what their answer was to Stand by Me, what year did Stand by Me come? Stand up? by Me or Stand and Deliver? No, no. Yeah, stand in the living. Do the no. Oh, stand shit. by me is the little kids that yeah. are going. What movie was it that had a um, uh, Morgan Freeman? Or he was at the he was the principal at the school. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman was a, a teacher at a school. Lean on me. Uh, Lean on me. If it came out around the same mm-hmm. time, while well, I'm looking up Morgan Freeman, I should be looking up Lean on me. Jesus. Morgan, man, your movie catalog is way too fucking big, bro. <laughs> you got to dial it back, man. Dial it back. If it came out in 90, I don't I doubt that a movie came out in 93. But that is fucking hilarious. I want to see if this is 
their answer to it's it's not an answer to anything it's really <laughs> that bad it's really that bad man because you remember you know lean on me what year the, oh this came out in 89 never mind and it's funny because um there's a scene where he's uh teaching them capoeira and mm. one of the kids in this group is related to like that drug lord and he's brazilian mm. And, you know, he's acting really stubborn and doesn't want to be part of it. And the guy is, like, telling him, like, come on, man. You could do this. It's in your blood. He's like, you don't know me, man. You don't know me. And he, like, pushes him away. Like, you don't know anything about me, man. <laughs> it's oh, like no. it's like those lines, you know. It's like the typical, like, how do you portray a rebellious kid by telling, by saying, you oh, don't know gosh, me. Dude. You don't know anything about me. It's like the, you, you could predict every line that's going to come out of these actors' mouths. So, you don't yeah. know me, man. Get your hands off. You don't know anything about me, man. <laughs> who directed this thing? Who, who, who directed this gem of a movie? Uh, <laughs> Sheldon Lettick. Hey, Sheldon. Uh, Way to go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Look at this. He he's, he's a former Marine, too. Oh, he is? There we go. That explains everything. Oh, look at this picture. Look at this. He, di- he was. <laughs> Why would they do that to him? Oh, man. Got him with the cricket eye. God damn it. <laughs> this guy, he directed Double Impact, which was the movie with Dennis Rodman. Really? Um, I saw that. He directed <laughs> Lionheart. Lionheart? Isn't that with John claude Van Damme? Lionheart? Oh, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, Lionheart things. was with John claude Van Damme. What else did he do? He wrote Rambo Part 3. Nah, that was not the good Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> but like you could see, you could see where this is going. Yeah, he's like, a very yeah. uh, military type of guy. All right, so only the strong is my number three uh, school film. Pat, what's your, your number three? Uh, good question. My number three is Pitch Perfect. I'm fucking what? with you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> my number three movie, uh, a TV show, and it's called A Different World. Because um, every episode was one of those uh, takes one to grow on. is one to grow on kind of thing. So it was one of those, I just learned certain message kind of shit. Where uh, now when I said message, now I'm thinking about Eleven Color and the Wayne Brothers. They always say, message. <laughs> yeah. But it was always like one of those shows that's like, yeah. I mean, there was that episode that had a Superman knowing that a Superman was a racist. Who in a what you call it in a varsity jacket? Because he really wanted to call um, Dwayne Wayne the N word. Really wanted to call him that. Wrote it on his car, and then uh, I guess Superman wasn't really that super because he got punched by Dwayne Wayne, and they end up in prison. And uh, it got real. It got real in that 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 uh, that jail cell that they both were in. But it was a, it was a cool ass uh, show. They should bring they should bring back more shows like that so people can understand what's going on. But that show was a spinoff of the Cosby Show, right? Yeah, spinoff of the Cosby Show. <clears throat> it's crazy what a rapist can do. That's my number oh, three. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, I think your number three was that '70s show. That, oh, I'm gonna switch. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna do that one later. I'll do the faculty. That's the faculty oh, as well. Faculty. Right? All right. So I picked. For the number three was uh, The Faculty, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Mm. Um, if 
That's the it one with kinda, Usher in it, right? Yeah, Usher's in it. A lot of people. Salma Hayek, Elijah Wood, Jordana Salma. Brewster, Robert Patrick from Terminator 2 is in it. A lot of people. Um, oh, my God. He was oh, John dead. Stewart, he, too, is in it. John Stewart's in it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he died. I think he's, movie. like, one of the first victims. Yeah, he was the, the first one. Yeah, and uh, this film, it kind of, he was inspired to make, a, like, a B movie sci-fi film that took place in a high school and he kind of got influences from the thing invasion of the body snatchers and then kind of what about that slug movie you guys ever seen that that slug movie where they had to go on the prom and shit yeah the slug remember it was, it was called like, like the creeps or something like that it was it like was... a little slug that goes into your mouth and it takes over your brain and shit night of the creeps night of the creeps that's though. what it was that's yeah. what it was all right that's so. gotta be my b movie that's gotta be one of my you know what we'll wait for halloween <laughs> <laughs> so he got he kind of got an uh inspir- like an inspiration from films like that and then kind of added a little bit of breakfast club almost mm-hmm. into it and uh it's just like a, a small click small group of people who actually don't like each other actually end up coming together you have the the one geeky kid elijah wood mm-hmm. you have the one like badass guy who yeah. sold drugs around school yeah. uh josh hartnett you had the pretty girl uh jordana brewster oh yeah and they're just they find out exactly how to kill these weird slugs and the whole film is them i think at one point they even get trapped inside school because the football team is outside, ready to like. Yeah, because it was it was raining, yeah. and on top of that, the sprinklers were on. Which I was like, why would the sprinklers be on when it's raining? Because they feed off of water. That yeah. Made them yeah more... but why would? Why would <clears> no, I think the they did that. Like, no, purpose. I think they did yeah, on they purpose, did it, did it on purpose to like absorb raining. absorb more water. <laughs> but it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> it was raining already. There's that a lot of cool, details in these movies that, cool that we can nitpick. That was a cool ass scene though, because one of the guys came, the the guy who used to be on the football team or something. He came back running because he, he ran to the field to see oh, yeah. if everybody was all right. And then he saw the shit. Then he came back and he acting, said, no. Acting he was, like he was normal. They're yeah, like, we got to see if. We got to see. They so, threw the shit under <laughs> the door. They threw the, the door. It's under the door, man. <laughs> Grab it. Dry it out. Go that. And then he pours it out. Then they, they hit the door. You know that little. <laughs> they hit the door. Come on, man. <laughs> you get that? Come on, man. I trusted you, man. <laughs> Yo, but you know what? That was the that was the first and only movie that it was. um, Mm -hmm. They had a what you call it? One fashion company. Oh, for the whole wardrobe. For the whole wardrobe. It was. I think you. I think you told me. Tommy Hilfiger. Tommy Hilfiger produced that whole wardrobe. Like he sponsored. Uh, Yeah, sponsored the whole thing. So everything was Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, if you watch the movie again, you'll notice you'll see the Tommy Hilfiger sign on almost everything they wear. And that was the first movie that I actually seen like domestic violence in like high school. Because remember there was that couple that was walking by. It was just like mm-hmm. a random couple and they were just like really hitting each other. Like you see her like call him a bitch and she would just slap him in the head and stuff. And then later on you see that they were like. When they were brainwashed they were like oh lovey dovey. I'm, like, huh. I'm like and nobody's saying anything about this. <laughs> if you know that that couple is constantly fighting I'm like yo. Sums up in yeah, this fucking you gotta, school. You gotta call the counselor or some shit. <laughs> So, yeah. what, what I what I thought was cool was um there was a there's a scene where 
they're they're having like a meeting they're talking about what's happening to the school and then elijah wood comes up with like his own conspiracy theory like what if all these movies that we've seen george lucas steven spielberg like what if they know what's going on and they're trying to give us a sign like all these sci-fi movies is really a sign of what's really out there like they know because they're part of it you know and i thought about it i was like hey that's actually a cool idea like the reason why we have sci-fi is because these people know what's out there. They're they're, they're basically precarious. trying to communicate to us without yeah, without without mass panic. <laughs> like, hey, we're trying to tell you this is really happening or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. <clears throat> I mean, can you imagine being in that universe and then you just went to school and that shit just happened? What is the days after school, after that whole shit, after that whole ordeal? What is going on in your mind? Well, according to the movie, everything just goes back to normal. Yep. The the couple goes back to arguing. You see the girl smacking him over the, the head fucking, again. The the fucking the badass dates the teacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jane <laughs> Grey. The teacher. Yeah. They, and she only have a scarf after her head after she got decapitated. She gets decapitated. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. By the. There's, by the car yeah by the car yeah. yeah when he's outside so then uh, it's funny that her head comes back on and she has a scarf yeah John Stewart really loses his eye and yeah, has an eye patch eye. yeah <laughs> I forgot yeah he did <laughs> nobody really dies but that old lady the old lady's the only one who died cause she couldn't take the the the, the shit yeah she was too old yeah she couldn't her, take her the body shit. was too dried out mm-hmm. dry toast and Elijah Wood gets the hot girl at the end yeah it gets the hot girl oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> that movie was just. But you let me. Th- but you know I what? Movie. The, the fact that they picked Robert Patrick, the bad guy from T two, to be the the coach. Mm-hmm. That was like the per- most perfect. Oh pick. fuck yeah! That was perfect casting, dude. Because I was like, oh man. <laughs> Yo, there was another movie that came out around that same time. That movie came out. It was about a. Um, thinking of um i know exactly what you're thinking of you know i'm talking about like yeah they, with katie they, holmes yes and they brainwashed all the yes kids. disturbing behavior that's yes. the name of the movie that fucking movie <laughs> that yes. movie right there yeah i used to I why the fuck is that movie not on my list god damn it <laughs> that movie right both of those movies right there are like there was uh, there was a, they came I, out like at the same time at the same time i had a pay-per-view i had the little cable box shit yes like, we did too and i watched both of them back to back like that and one day I must have watched them both like two or three times back to back, and I was like, "Yeah, man, this is the life." Because <laughs> I, I couldn't know, I, I didn't know which one was better than the other. So I'm like, "Yeah, they're both the same movie to me, man." Because there was the coolest part was in the disturbing behavior is at the end when the guy is driving in the car, even though he says that whole look, "Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone." Yeah. Like he was driving, but he had all these bodies who were in the car trying to like grab the steering wheel, yeah. trying to kill him. I'm like, yo, that's badass. Man. <laughs> He's just gonna die with all these kids. Eh. And they died. Yeah, it's not yeah. like uh, the faculty <laughs> where they just you know go back to normal. They died. They died. All those people <clears throat> died. <laughs> but then you find out that the one kid who you thought died mm. is still alive and brainwashed. Yes. And he's going to continue the program at another school. Which is the continuation of... Uh, uh, what's the name of that movie that you're talking about? The Gangsta's Paradise. Oh, Dangerous Minds? Yeah. Because they can make a Dangerous Mind movie based off of that one guy who's brainwashed. Oh, shit. That would have been funny. He <laughs> <laughs> goes into a hood school and stuff. Start writing on the board. Start kicking ass. Start brainwashing some kids in the hood school. Oh, my gosh. It has black comedy all over it.
Hello, and the song that you're listening to right now is Ain't My Type of Hype. It was on House Party 1. And the reason why you're listening to my voice right now, and I'm not really talking about one of the topics, is because we ran a little too long. This uh, podcast was about like three hours, so we're going to cut it up into two. This right here is basically like uh, the tail slate, which I think is kind of cool. Maybe we should do that more often. I'm not really sure. Yo, Kevin, let me know what you think about this. Um, But since I am here, I'm going to tell you guys uh, I fucked up on some of those... uh, (laughs) Some of those movie credits The movie that had the white guy Who was with Kid and Play with the Dreads Was House Party 2 His name was Jamal And apparently he likes big booties, dices And bean pies He could rap I think he was an actual rapper Not really sure That's the only mistake that I can uh, think of right now After listening to the episode Everything else was pretty solid um, The It's going to be a continuation for next week I hope everybody enjoys it. Yep. A continuation just like the TV shows of old. So I hope everybody enjoys it and enjoy the rest of this song. Because this was the actual song that they used in House Party 1 when they had to dance off with uh, Gina from Martin. And uh, it was one of the iconic dance. I mean, we got to see the, the kid in play. Which, shit, we still do to this day. I mean, if you're... Of age, you know about it. If you don't, you've probably just seen it on YouTube or something like that. But I mean, it's nonetheless, it's a cool ass dance to pull out at parties. Trust me. It seems like, you know, it makes everybody seem like you're in unison with the crew that you came with. I seriously believe they need to, uh, they need to bring that stuff back. That style of just dancing in crew formation is, uh, it's lack. It's lacking at parties and they really need to bring that, that back full circle um i'm out and enjoy the song peace